Hey everyone, welcome to Remap, my name is Jared, and today we're taking a look at Santa Monica Studios' Game of the Year contender, God of War, Ragnarok. Now, to say this game was hyped up would be a complete understatement. Other than Elden Ring, I think this was the most publicized and reviewed game of 2022. And for good reason, God of War 2018 was an instant classic and a game that I had an awesome time with. But I'll be honest, with so much praise heaped upon it on launch, I was a, a little bit nervous going into my playthrough of Ragnarok. You know, if the expectations are this high, anything but near perfection would be a bit of a disappointment. So before we get started, if you're unaware, God of War Ragnarok is an action-adventure game following Kratos and his son Atreus. It's a third-person hack-and-slash title that's a direct sequel to the previously mentioned God of War 2018. And as you might expect, as a sequel, it's always better that you play the first game to understand the whole story. However, the plot isn't directly passed on between the games per se, so it's different enough that it can be enjoyed as a standalone title. And, I mean, I went into it having played the first one, but honestly, I have mostly forgotten the original, because it was years ago. But before we dive into this review, I will be keeping spoilers to an absolute minimum, so I won't be going into any specifics around the story. And, as always, these are my opinions and mine alone. So, starting off with the graphics, the PS5 and next-gen power has done it yet again. This is really a gorgeous game to look at with a huge, huge variety of environments to explore. You know, you've got snowy tundras, lush forests, and barren deserts are all highly detailed and unique in their design. And something else I don't think people touch on enough are the skyboxes in Ragnarok. You know, looking up and seeing a full night sky of stars on, or I mean, a cloudy afternoon, the sun beating down on you through a dense forest. It, it, it really brings the whole environment together. The lighting and water physics were also accurate and helped sell the differences between the regions. But what was really nice was playing a game without a ton of bugs and glitches. We've seen so many games released in the last few years in an incomplete state, and it worries me that this is becoming the norm, but Ragnarok ran at a locked 60 FPS the entire time and had basically zero bugs. All I can think of was a single instance of a texture loading late, but I never had any collision issues or unexpected crashes. You know, it actually felt like a finished game, which shouldn't be that surprising, but I thought I should mention it. But all of these environments I'm talking about are broken into nine distinct realms. So Ragnarok is sort of in between the open world and linear map designs. There, there are side channels and hidden areas to explore in each realm, but at the end of the day, it really feels like each realm is an individual level where you travel from point A to point B. And taking this middle approach lets you appease casual fans who just want the story and hardcore fans who want to do everything and go out and explore all the little nooks and crannies. But it, it wasn't perfect. There are surprisingly huge areas of this game 
that are completely optional that you might not even stumble across unless you go out of your way on a side quest or two. And I would have liked to see the game steer the player to these side areas more often. There are multiple points in Ragnarok where you're prompted to go to a location, quote, when ready. And it's clear that they're giving these breakpoints if you want to go out and explore and do some side stuff. But I would have liked to see the opposite approach where the game tells you when it's ready to advance. Like a character saying, hey, I'll come get you when we're good to go. And then setting the next mission to trigger only after the player has completed one or more side missions. And Cyberpunk 2077 actually had some quests implemented in this manner. And I liked how it broke up the story and got you out exploring the world. But that's a minor discussion. What really matters here is the narrative, that core main story of the game. And God of War Ragnarok has an absolutely incredible narrative. Hats off to their writers because they really did a great job. It's emotional, thoughtful, and very convincing. It it was really easy to get invested into the story of this game, which I think is the best compliment that I can give. I'm not getting into any specifics, but the character development of Kratos and Atreus, just like the first game, is the star of the show. You know, these are not one-dimensional characters that you can just put in a box. There's some real great depth here to witness. And my favorite moments from Ragnarok were these character interactions, not the huge dramatic battles, but characters just talking. Now, like I said in the intro, this is a direct sequel, so a lot of the fine detail can be lost if you haven't played the first game, but the core story can stand alone really well. And if you're a fan of games that go really deep into the lore, you will have a chance here to just go crazy. It felt like there was a just insane amount of extra detail and information that went right over my head, talking about God number 47 involved with this incident and go find these relics if you want to learn about them. And I'm sitting here like, man, this is this is a lot even for me. But writing is one part of telling a great story. You also need great actors and actresses to deliver the performance. And God of War Ragnarok has excellent voice acting across the board. Obviously, Christopher Judge gets a lot of the praise for his performance as Kratos, you know, this man speaks three words per minute, and it packs more emotion than an opera. But everyone brought their A-game. And I especially want to highlight two characters, Brock and Sindri, for being comic relief done right. In a serious game with very often a, a solemn tone, it's a fine line between quality and, you know, cringe when trying to add comedic moments. But they were a welcome addition to the game. Now, the vehicle for these performances, the character animation, did to an extent suffer from a similar issue as Horizon Forbidden West. You know, Kratos is insanely detailed and expressive. You know, you can see all the individual strands of hair on his beard. The tattoos feel like they're actually embedded on his skin. Just incredible. But... It, it's it's so much so that 
in many cutscenes, you see him next to a side character, and the differences are just painfully obvious. But uh, honestly, that's just a nitpick. All of the main characters are animated well, and most importantly, the combat animations, you know, what you're actually looking at the majority of the game, are great. Swinging the Leviathan Axe really feels like it has some weight behind it, and the Blades of Chaos pack a real punch. You know, there's a lot of variety in the attack animations with different weapons and abilities that you can keep mixing up, which helps keep the combat from getting too stale. Now, the combat in God of War Ragnarok will probably surprise some people because it's actually pretty challenging. I played it on just normal difficulty, so I was expecting it to be fairly a breeze. But you actually need to learn enemy moves, how to chain your attacks together, and really like focus up or you will get punished. But these challenging fights I'm talking about were pretty much exclusively optional boss and mini-boss fights strewn across the realms, which... Honestly, I thought if, I, I, I thought could have been balanced a bit better. You know, I'd smoke this big, dramatic boss in the main story. But then when I go to a little corner and fight random side captain number seven, he would just kick my ass. You know, I, I would have liked to see either the main content be made harder or the side content be made easier because the inconsistency it got frustrating at times. You know, I'm playing on normal difficulty. Uh, this, I was not expecting some of these side missions to be this challenging. And doing these optional fights where a single bad dodge can cost a third of your health pool uh, just drives it home that I will never play Elden Ring. You know, this is a bit of a tangent because I, I, I just don't know why people put themselves through games like Elden Ring in the Souls games. You know, I know it's, you know, oh, I'm enjoying the challenge and, oh, I, the feeling of completing it, but I do not think it is worth the frustration that it causes. You know, sitting through some of the mini-boss fights in Ragnarok where I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over for 15, 20 minutes, whew, it, 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 uh, it gets to you. But uh, coming back to the review, the, the combat as a whole was real tight and responsive. You just have to be sure to dodge and parry. Once you get a good understanding, a good feel of the combat, it flows very well and was enjoyable to play. And the sound design, you know, does help the hits feel meaty and feel like they have some real impact. And moving on, I don't have much to say about the soundtrack as a whole. Obviously, the, the stars of the sound design are the sound effects, like with the weapons, and obviously the voice acting. But Ragnarok isn't a game driven by the music. You only really hear it in important cutscenes. But when it makes an appearance, it's, it's a welcome addition. Um, it's a nice original score with a great choir performance that makes the credits stand out. You know, that, that was probably the most notable moment of the soundtrack. That I took away and was like, wow, this is this is really this is really giving me something. But one aspect of God of War Ragnarok I want to criticize, and this is probably my largest complaint, is the UI. The menus in this game are just a cluttered 
mess. You've got to manage armor, weapons, special attacks, relics, companion equipment, so many things. And it's all bundled together in just a big bucket of menus. Scrolling through with different triggers and bumpers didn't feel intuitive. And I thought the whole equipment and attribute system could have been simplified. And you could make the argument that, oh, it's the best that they could have done, but I don't think that's a valid excuse, especially when the fast travel map is as bad as it is. So when you're trying to decide where to go, you know, you go, oh, I'm going to go fast travel. Let's look around these different realms, these different maps, and pick where to go, to go complete X mission, to do X optional encounter. But none of the map markers show up on the fast travel screen. You have to exit the fast travel menu and then pull up your map in your menu, which is just the same menu. However, it contains the basic information like, oh, this character is located in this location. This quest starts here. This combat encounter here. This basic information is just not there on the fast travel map. And I don't know why the maps are treated differently. It it did not make a single iota of sense to me. But the final thing I want to touch on are the different gameplay sections. So for a few hours of Ragnarok, you actually play as Atreus instead of Kratos. And it did throw me off at times. You know, I'm playing God of War, so I want to play as the God of War. But they were sparse enough that they added to the narrative, and they weren't too much of a distraction. But all in all, God of War Ragnarok is a great example of what a AAA game should be. It was actually finished on launch, looked and ran great, and most importantly, most critically, gave me over 30 hours of an incredible story and some fun combat. I cannot understate how much I enjoyed this story. But God of War Ragnarok gets an easy A, and actually I would not be opposed to giving it an A+. If I'm spending $70 on a game, this is what I want to get. But that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Remap, the gaming podcast. My name is Jared, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.